Jack Ebling here with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, gas prices are still up there, but you've got some good news. I do have good news, Jack. We have lots of different models that are going to help with that issue. I've got the Nissan Sentra, Versa, that all get over 30 miles to the gallon. In fact, the Versa gets 40 miles to the gallon. Wow. Our all-electric Aria has a range of 269 miles. And then on the Chevy side, Trax, Malibu, Equinox, and Trailblazer, all over 30 miles to the gallon. And our brand-new Blazer EV, 320 miles. Of range. Lots of great options. Stop and see Matt and the gang here. Graph of Okemos, they're making friends. Oh, welcome back. It is a drive with Jack, the Spotlight Radio Network. Jack Ebling here with my producer, Boston Rob. About another hour and 45 minutes before the tip off for Michigan State's first basketball exhibition of the 2023-24 season tonight against Hillsdale. Want to go right back to our guest line, Rob, and welcome in Chris Benini, guy we knew in these parts back when he was cutting his journalistic teeth and uh, now very successful uh, with The Athletic covering college football, and it's great to see him back here over the weekend. Chris, how are you? Good to be here. It was good to see you on Saturday in the press box. I hadn't been up there in, in quite a while, and it was uh, good to be back and see everybody. Yeah, well, uh, Michigan State didn't give you much of a show, didn't give anyone much. Uh, 40, 49 nothing loss to Michigan, a fifth straight setback. Uh, could you have imagined anything like this could conceivably happen after Game 2? Michigan State had beaten Central Michigan, uh, beaten Richmond. You know, those were convincing wins, maybe not complete wins, but, you know, you wind up with more than a 20-point victory in both of those games, and then suddenly the bottom falls out and Michigan State is in free fall. Yeah, I mean, nobody expected this this season. I thought contending for a bowl game was the goal that everybody kind of had for Michigan State coming into the season. But then when you drop the bomb of Mel Tucker, you know, getting fired after a couple games into the season, uh, that's going to throw a wrench into everything you want to do. You throw on top of that one of the most difficult schedules in the sport with Washington, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State still to come. That suddenly made an uphill climb even steeper. And, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, you watch the game, you're trying to figure out, you know, do these guys still have their heart in it? You know, or are they thinking about what's next? Or is the talent simply not what it is? I mean, you think back a couple of games, a couple of things go another way. It feels like a different season. You don't blow that lead against Rutgers a couple of weeks ago. Right. You don't allow a punt return touchdown against Iowa. Um, you know, like suddenly, like you're still in the mix for a bowl game, but things turn so south so fast that it feels like everybody's kind of losing hope on the season pretty quickly. And I think a lot of people forget, Chris, that the Vegas over-under for the season was four and a half wins. Now, Michigan State still has Minnesota, Nebraska, Indiana. Those aren't going to be automatic wins by any stretch of the imagination. But if Michigan State could win those games, they'd be the same as they were last year, five and seven. And the games that they gagged away – Uh, against Iowa and Rutgers, and suddenly you're looking at a winning season, and I think almost anyone would have been satisfied with 7-5. and Yeah, I I mean, I think with the way things are right now, you could see anything from 
winning those three games that you mentioned or losing every game on the rest of the schedule. Right. They lost to Indiana last year. That's you know, right. like, like right. any, any, anything is really possible here. And, you know, Harlan Barnett after the game on Saturday was kind of saying, you know, I was trying to be kind of compassionate to these guys after the Mel Tucker stuff. Um, but guys are starting to let things slip. He didn't exactly say what, but he hasn't. It's not like he hasn't really been too hard on them, and now he was going to be hard on them. The question is, is it too late to get everybody's minds right after that? And, and clearly the players are going to have to figure, you know, who wants to fight out the rest of the season and who doesn't. And there may be a roster exodus after the season, as is the case across the country these days when you have coaching change. Um, that's it's, it's, it's kind of that's the time. It's, you're, you're pretty much just playing for pride at this point, and that can still matter a lot. They always tell teachers, Chris, uh, in uh, School of Education, that you don't come in and try to be their buddies and then impose some hard rules, that you want to set the parameters at the get-go, and then if you want to relax a little bit later, uh, you can do that. So I don't know how much of it was just trying to hold the thing together and, as he said, you know, keep the ship afloat. But uh, that has not worked either, at least not in the the standings and win-loss column. You mentioned uh, Mel Tucker and what has happened here, the story today, and I think you retweeted it from Kenny Jacoby at USA Today that the Michigan State investigation, which we heard so much about, and Mel did not uh, have any input for that, uh, is over, and um, he is found uh, to have sexually harassed Brenda Tracy. Uh, all the evidence has been heard and accumulated. Uh, the fact that this kind of a pronouncement is made, Mel can say, well, you know, the school didn't want to pay me, so they're out to get me. They're trying to find any way so they don't have to live up to the contract. But I think a lot of people have looked at this information And they've said, if nothing else, he is guilty of gross stupidity for ever putting himself in that kind of a position with a rape survivor and an advocate um, talking about sexual violence. Uh, You know, Mel Tucker had a $95 million contract. I don't think that um, he would have had a shortage of uh, willing escorts if that's what he wanted to do. Uh, his, His marriage had dissolved. And, um, you know, maybe he was in need of companionship, but what he has done here was nuke the program along the way. Yeah, and for anybody who hasn't seen the, the story, we're still in the process of getting the report. But um, yeah. you said today got the, the final report that said that basically, based on preponderance of evidence, Brenda Tracy's claims were far more credible than Mel Tucker's claims of a relationship. Uh, It said that Mel Tucker didn't provide any documentation or witnesses to support the claim that they were in a relationship, that Tracy did have documentation to support her side of the events, and that there were some other general incidents that have been written about already that further proved that they were unwanted advances. I think Tucker has 10 days to respond. We will see. Uh, his his a lawyer has not said anything to this point. But that certainly will boost MSU's case in uh, firing Mel Tucker for cause, assuming Tucker will sue for wrongful termination, um, now, now that that has been done. You know, and it, it seemed like MSU was trying to let that process play out before making a decision on Tucker. But it got out. 
Tucker made a lot of comments about it, and the school felt that it it had to go when it did. Uh, Tucker hasn't filed that lawsuit yet. He's indicated he probably will, but we don't know yet. So yeah, it's it really is a complete hard reset here. And I just I couldn't help think on Saturday just how much it changed in two years. Oh, yeah. You know, you yeah. go from that top 10 showdown, Michigan State wins. Yeah. Michigan may have been stealing signals for that game, and yet Kenneth Walker still beat them. <laughs> uh, just this, one of the greatest moments in Spartan Stadium history. Right. And to go from that two years later to the largest loss in Spartan Stadium history, just a remarkable fall, uh, I, I think showed how kind of paper thin the margins were and had been under Tucker. Uh, you know, when he lost games, he lost big. So yeah. when Tucker leaves, things fell apart pretty quickly. And and, and so, you know, whatever is next with Michigan State, it's, it's pretty clear that a foundation has to be set. And it, right. It's something I think Tucker never really had. Mel Tucker, 10-1 and one in games decided by 10 points or less. That's the best record of any coach in the last three years. But 10 and 13 in games decided by more than 10 points. So you're right. When he lost, uh, there was little doubt. And maybe I should know this more than you should. I'm the one living here and you're in Texas. But do you have any idea what the serious medical condition that he is alluding to that, uh, you know, I saw him right after the Richmond game and he was moving fine. He was speaking the way he normally speaks. Uh, I don't know what that was. I've heard that uh, when he was released from the Chicago Bears, he had something similar. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've heard rumors and whispers of various things. I would not be yeah. comfortable speculating on that. I, I don't know. Yeah. But but that, that is one reason that his lawyer said Tucker wouldn't be involved in the hearing uh, was because of uh, that and that Michigan State was not making accommodations for it, uh, that he had put in his leave request, his medical leave request, uh, I think after the news broke, but before he was fired, I think it was something like that. So I I, I don't want to say what it could be. I think that'd be irresponsible okay. to speculate, but um, we don't know. Let's talk about Michigan State and the path forward. And uh, Michigan State's institutional problems are much greater than Mel Tucker. They began with well, maybe they began before that with some friction, turmoil, dissension, disputes with the board of trustees and people not really understanding what their jobs were. But then from Larry Nasser on, there have been so many things that have wound up in the headlines, including including Saturday night with the image of Adolf Hitler on the scoreboard on this pregame trivia display. What does that tell you about Michigan State that they keep stepping in it? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's really a lack of just attention to detail on a lot of these things and, and, and just not having your house in order. You know, like, these are various things of severity. The Nassau thing was an incredibly horrible, yes. terrible scandal that should have been caught, and a lot of people got in trouble for it. The Hitler on the scoreboard thing was just laziness. You know, yeah. I talked to some people after the game. They said, yeah, you know, we just we pulled these YouTube videos and put them up, and just we didn't look through it. and. That's something that that can't happen. So it, it, it's a it's a school that keeps getting these negative headlines, almost entirely self inflicted, and the continued drama with the board and everything else is just. I mean, this is a school you know this that yeah. for decades has had 
administrative and yep. drama. Yes. And, and, and that has held athletics back for a very long time. That's right. Uh, there was a whole situation when Nick Saban left and the president and, and, and all right. that kind of stuff. The rare time it was all aligned was you know, like 2007 to like 2015, you know. When the Vanini years, our, we're calling it. Pretty much. I, yeah. I, I happened to apparently see the best possible time when I was there, and that was the <laughs> Antonio, Mark Hollis, Luana Simon, Izzo, everybody yeah. just together. And then things start to happen, and it, it, it spun out of control, and past stuff came up, and it, it was a mess. So, like, Michigan State's in a reset now, and they have to get this reset right. Yeah. They have to hire a good president. Yeah. They have to hire a good football coach. And uh, you, you set the tone from there. You stop making these stupid mistakes like the video board thing. Yeah. And the perception can change. I, I mean, a lot of these other sports outside of football are doing really well. Yes. Hockey is back. Basketball's yeah. top five. Soccer teams are good. The school is higher in U.S. news rankings than it's ever been before. Right. Um, but what is defining the school is the the – Football, fall apart, the Mel Tucker stuff, and then these other scandals that they're still trying to recover from, from the past. At the same time, you've got a board that is going to make these, uh, approve these hires, yeah. and they're not on the same page about anything. So Michigan State has a chance to fix things here, like they did in 2000, late 2006. But it's going to take strong leadership and people who are willing to get behind it. Uh, excellent points. We're talking with Chris Vanini from The Athletic. Uh, you probably spent as much time on coaching searches and candidates for that uh, in another part of your professional life. Uh, Michigan State added again. It seems like they were just here and have been, uh, other than the 12 years for George Perlis and the 13 years for Mark D'Antonio, uh, the coaches have had to wear name tags quite a bit at Michigan State. Where do you think they are headed now and Maybe not what coach, but what kind of coach do you think would be a great fit here? There hasn't been a ton of buzz around it yet. I mean, Michigan State's doing its due diligence on a lot of candidates, but I still think they're waiting on a number of things, yeah. including the season to play out, yeah. see how certain coaches are looking, get feedback on various things. But like the two most important questions a new coach is going to have are, who is my boss? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That will be the president hire that has not happened yet. Right. And what is your NIL situation? Yes. And last we heard from Michigan State's NIL situation, you had Spartan Dogs for Life pulling a bunch of contracts from players, which is a yeah. very, very bad headline That's right. uh, if you want for recruiting. So they need to get the NIL situation in order, and they need to hire a president. Uh, and then from then on, it will probably move pretty quickly. In terms of, you know, in terms of what they need, you know, I, I've always just been of the belief that they need someone who just can stop the craziness and yeah. can just keep a steady hand. Mm -hmm. That's what Mark D'Antonio did when he came in. Mm -hmm. You know, like it was it was drama under John L. Drama under uh, Bobby Williams, and like there were stuff that happened under D'Antonio for sure. But they weathered it they, because he was a steady force. You know, he didn't come in saying, I'm going to win three Big Ten championships in six years. He ended up doing that, but, you know, that wasn't the promise coming in. Things are such a mess right now that they need somebody who will be a steady ship. Um, it's why I thought Mark Antonio in 2007 was the greatest hire they could have possibly made at that time, right. because he, he got things in order, he won, 
and he stayed. You know, it wasn't yeah, I'm yeah. here for a couple of years and then I'm gone and then we got to reset. And so I'm not saying Michigan State has to hire someone who's going to stay, but it's a weird year for candidates. Um, there's not any – there's a couple of maybe obvious ones. If this was a year ago, two years ago, or next year, mm-hmm. it'd be different. If it was a year ago, you could go back and get Luke Fickle. Yeah. Boom, it'd be a great hire, but he's at Wisconsin now. Right. When you look at who's out there, Mike Elko, I think, would make a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Defensive guy, uh, winning, at, winning at a place like Duke. He's recruited at the highest level at Texas a He checks off all the boxes. Mm-hmm. The question is, though, Texas A&M may open up soon. And that means paying Jimbo Fisher $70 million to go away with a ridiculous buyout. I've heard that they are going to have the money if they want to do it. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, Elko would make a lot of sense as a replacement at Texas A&M, where he was a defensive coordinator. So uh, a key factor in a lot of coaching cycles is what are the other open jobs? Right. You know, Are you right. the best job available? Are you the second? Are you the third? And so that plays into it as well. I think some of these other candidates – that have been out there, you know, Jake Dickert at Washington State. Well, you know, Washington State's had a bad couple of weeks. Yeah. So, so does that change the, the mood there? Oregon State, you know, they're in a, a push for a, a Pac-12 championship. That's his alma mater, Jonathan Smith there. So yeah. like, how much does that play a role? I don't know. Lance Leipold's at Kansas. He seems like a guy who would be a steady-handed guy who has won at a lot of places. Right. He just signed a new contract at Kansas last year. He's got a pretty big buyout. Yes. I think they're 5-2 and two this year. So like, there's a lot of different factors that go into this, from buyouts to how long you think someone's going to be there. Have they recruited at the highest level? I will say, Alan Haller has a really good track record of coaching hires yes. right now. He, he, he has been a not that long on the job, but he has nailed several of these, yeah. most notably Adam Nightingale with hockey. Yes. So, you know, are the donors going to push to make the hire? Does Alan Haller have free reign to do what he wants? We don't know yet because there's not a president in place. Um, so we'll see. Uh, it's, it's hard to say, but there's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah, and I think for those who are linking Alan Haller with Mel Tucker – uh, he was not making that decision. Uh, I'm not going to speak for him, but that would not have been his course of action uh, with that contract, either the $95 million extension. That Trust me, that was not Alan Haller's idea. Um, but when you look at what Michigan State might be inclined to do here, Chris, a lot of people are saying you want a young, vibrant, fresh uh, coach who comes in with new ideas. Others are saying, hey, it's okay if the guy's 58 or 60 years old. It's okay. Uh, right now, a little stability is a good thing. Some people are saying, hey, you need a, an offensive wizard. You need someone who can put up points. Others are saying you need a big name. You need someone who's going to motivate the alumni to get back on the name, image, and likeness train. There's so many different options here. No one seems to check every box. That's why I'm I'm intrigued by this. And, you know, I, I got another call late last night from a coach, a big reputation, supposedly, very interested in coming here. But, you know, maybe there's some baggage there, too. So a lot of people would look at this job as being what it was under Mark D'Antonio. And then there are others who will see it and say, wow, you've got Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, now Oregon, Washington, USC, you know, I'm going to have to be great to be fifth. Right. That's why you have to have stuff like NIL in order. And, and, and I'll say, like, 
saying, hey, we need a young up-and-comer or we need a this or that, it really just it depends. you got to find the right guy. you got to find the right fit. And it's, it's yeah. an extremely vague thing to say. Yeah. But, like, you can look at different coaches just from this past cycle, which ones are working, which ones are not. Right. You know, Deion Sanders is mostly working. He's a lot of flash. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that turns out to be working. Luke Fickle at Wisconsin, it's been okay that first season. Seemed yeah. like a home run hire. Eh, okay first season. Matt Rule at Nebraska, eh, so far. But a hire nobody talked about. Barry Odom at UNLV. Yeah. You know, he spent four years as Missouri's coach, Went had a 500 record, was a defense coordinator for a bit. He's got UNLV at 6-1 and one and bowl eligible for the second time in 20 years in his first season. You know, like G.J. Kinney, who had only been a head coach for one year at our incarnate word, he's got Texas State 5-2. and two. Like, So, like, you just – you got to find the right fit for what your program is and does. Not everybody fits that – even if they have similar or different backgrounds. The, 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 the hit rate on coaching hires is very low. Most guys last less than four years at their school, so like it's hard to find the right guy. Right. Sometimes guys may seem like the same type of hire. They don't work out. Uh, sometimes they don't seem like a great hire, and they do work out. Luke Fickle going to Cincinnati, yeah. uh, I looked up the grades a couple of years ago. He was getting like C-plus, B-minus grades Cincinnati was getting for that hire. Well, then he took him to the playoffs. You know, like you, right. you didn't know, so it's – it's about trusting the people making the hire and their ability to judge leadership, which is something that doesn't pop up on a win-loss record. And there are coaches doing a great job, as you know, Chris. I mean, I'm watching Liberty last night. I'm watching Missouri. And I don't think anybody could even name Missouri's coach. Very few could. And if you could, you might make a joke about it. But, you know, when yeah, you I t- mean, yeah. talk about uh, Lyle Drinkwitz and what he has done there, uh, Missouri's having one heck of a year. Yeah, I mean, he, he entered this season arguably kind of. Like, well, like what is the ceiling for Missouri? People weren't right. sure. And was he winning enough? And now they're having a great season in part because they got a really good wide receiver uh, in NIL helps that. And so yeah. uh, you, 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 you don't truly know when a hire is made if it's a good hire or not. You just got to kind of look at track records with people. As you look at the coaches around the country, and again, everyone has something they look for and evaluate, but uh, Nick Saban is a great coach who has all of the resources you could ever want. Is there a coach you can say he would win anywhere and he does the best job of anyone with what he has? I don't think I would say any coach can win anywhere. I mean, I guess sort of Nick Saban did, but he didn't win in the NFL, so I, I don't know if that that's counts. right. That's right. Um, didn't have a quarterback. It, it, it's. I would just say guys with a track record of winning anywhere yeah. Yeah. are typically are, are typically continuing to win. You look yeah. at Caleb, uh, Caleb DeBoer yeah. at yeah. Washington. He yeah. previously won at Fresno State and Sioux Falls, yeah. Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, previously won at North Dakota State, yeah. Lance Leifel at Kansas, previously won at Buffalo, Wisconsin, Whitewater. A lot of schools these days think, oh, we're Power 5 school. We need a guy who knows Power 5 recruiting. We need right. a guy who knows NIL. These are the most important things. And I think ADs are being very, very short-sighted when they do that. Yes. Look at Nick Saban's coaching tree. and All these got jobs, and it didn't turn out from your Will Muschamps to uh, your Jeremy Pruitts. Some of them became Kirby Smart. Some of them didn't. You know, like like it's it's not all just one thing because of their background. You got to look at the work they do and kind of the people they are, and does that fit with what you like to do, and does that fit with what you think works as a head coach? 
Uh, you might know this number, but Bob Trippi, our director of research, hit me with this the other day. He went through all of the coaching vacancies uh, since 2019. So we're talking about the last five years. 55 openings in Power 5. And uh, the number that were filled by other Power 5 coaches is astoundingly low to me. Most people say, well, you got to go get that coach from the SEC or get that hot name coach from the Pac-12. Six of the 55 were filled from other Power Five conferences. The rest came from Group of Five, came from coordinators, assistants, NFL, whatever the case may be. But it's not like uh, you leave Auburn and go to Michigan State or vice versa. That, that just doesn't seem to be happening much. No, you, it's, I mean, you have stuff, you, you have Brian Kelly go to LSU and right. Lincoln Riley go to USC, That's but, two but those six. are... Those are national championship-winning yep. programs. Also, neither of those schools had lost a coach in, like, 50-plus years. That's so right. like, they were very, very rare situations with that. Um, you know, a big reason it's hard to pull a sitting Power 5 head coach is because of money. Yeah. You know, they're just, at this point, both of them have giant buyouts. Yeah. It was very rare that Miami went and hired Mario Cristobal from Oregon because he had, like, a Seven million dollar buyout right. just to leave Oregon. That's right. Miami paid that yeah. and paid him a ton of money and paid him a ton of money for assistant coaches and and just won their first ACC home game with him last week against Clemson. So it, it, it's in order to pull sitting power five head coaches, it sometimes costs a lot of money. Not to say Michigan State doesn't have the money, but you better be darn sure you're you're making the right move if you do. Because like I said, even a person like Lance Leipold at Kansas is a decent. Uh, buyout you would have to navigate. Well, we have uh, talked about four of the six (laughs) coaches who have done this when you mentioned Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley and Mario Cristobal and Mel Tucker. So that's two-thirds of them right there. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. I hope we see you again soon in East Lansing. Yeah, appreciate the time, Jack. Take care. Hey, Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store, or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy fresh frozen custard and your favorite mixes? From the indulgence of Snickers to the richness of Dove chocolate, we handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From, From Wisconsin, Wisconsin with love, love, welcome to delicious. Time for a career change? Looking to make a difference? Dean Transportation is looking for compassionate people to join our dedicated team of school bus professionals. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased starting pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours, and more, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now and train all summer. Head to deanjobs.com. 
So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers, four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Jack Ebling with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, I see that the lots are filling up and showroom is too. Yes, finally. Lots are getting full. We're ready to sell some cars, Jack. And you got some new vehicles. Some news about the Silverado and the Colorado. That's exactly right. We have the all-new, completely redesigned 2024 three-quarter ton Silverado. And then we also have the all-new, completely redesigned Colorado. Both fantastic vehicles. We're really excited. And then on the Nissan side, we've got the all-electric Aria, which is on the ground right now. That thing is absolutely fantastic. I mean, seen technology like that ever before. Stop and see Matt and the gang on West Grand River in Okemos. They're making friends. To everyone who believes family is what mealtime is all about, let our guest Amy share what she loves about Culver's. From the moment my family walked in, we knew Culver's was the place for us. There's just something nice about a cooked-to-order butter burger and creamy, fresh-frozen custard that tastes like it was made just for you. But time with family? Now that's what's really special. Stop in and experience what mealtime means at Culver's. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, love, welcome to Delicious. Hey Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.